Hi guys, this is Linda from Heart's Desire to Heal. Um, tonight I tried a, something a little different. I hope I'm not totally off sound wise, but tonight I am actually recorded from my laptop. Um, usually, you know, like I to- told um, you guys a couple months back, this podcast is very brick and mortar. Um, it's very raw and, um, you know, I'm making improvements every day, but, you know, at this time I don't have any elaborate fancy, um, equipment. I'm just here giving you information. So good evening, guys. It is Angel L on Heart's Desire to Heal. How's everyone doing? Um, it was a very calm start to the year for me as I had to go internal for a little bit and kind of just recalibrate myself, you know, reestablish my goals, reestablish some things that I wanted to do. And of course, do it all. I have some new things coming up in the works for me personally, but um, for the most part, I am going to be here with you doing doing this podcast um, as promised every two weeks. So I'm happy to be here for those of you tuning in. I am happy to be before you. If you happen to hear a sneeze or some type of children's show, it is my daughter in the background. And what better way to encompass what I do than to be real about it? I mean, when we work as parents or moms, our kids are in the background nine times out of 10. And sometimes they're playing music and sometimes they're laughing and sometimes they're sneezing. Sometimes they're saying, mommy, you know, um, that's the life. So um, please bear with me. Um, What can I say? I am doing well. I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, congratulations to Biden and Kamala Harris on their win. Um, for those of you that are Democrats, I'm sure you are happy for that win. Um, it was a crazy beginning of year. Um, hopefully it gets better. COVID is still out here, but, um, you know, I'm finding more and more, you know, just making peace with the fact that this is what life is right now. I don't, I kind of don't remember what it was before in a way. Um, I'm so used to um, social distancing and kind of like working on me now. Um, But again, I'm grateful for the time with my daughter and the time to be able to um, work on on me and do some things that I hadn't thought about but never did before. Um, New thing that's happening is that... um, I am trying to get a small store together um, with products that are really for women or even men. Um, If you love to be relaxed, to be, you know, to get your aromatherapy on, to feel good. Um, You know, I had this idea last year and now I think I'm just trying to put it into fruition so soon. Hopefully by my birthday or before my birthday, um, the store um, should be, you know, all set up and ready to go. And um, you can purchase products as you feel. 
Um, you know, I feel like parents, people in general are so stressed right now. What better way to bring people comfort than to make them feel good? So there's candles on the website. There's aromatherapy oils. There's massage equipment. So all that fun and good stuff that makes me feel good too, because I am a candle lover. And so just to go into tonight's topic, it is can co-parents be friends? Um, I am going to be very transparent with you guys without, you know, throwing anybody under the bus. I feel like I have run the gamut of um, all the experiences you can possibly have as a co-parent from aggression, aggressive relationships to getting along to cohesive co-parenting to non-cohesive. So I've experienced it all. Um, sometimes all in one year. So it really depends on, you know, who your other parent is, but I feel like I have experienced it all. And, you know, to answer that question, I feel like it really depends on you. Yes, I do believe that for the betterment of the mental, emotional, and, um, you know, just human growth of a child, it is extremely important that parents are getting along and even building friendships. And even if like they've moved on and let's say there's a divorce, it's always amazing if parents can get together and be friends. With that said, sidebar, those circumstances are not always the most cohesive when there is an equal inequality of power in the relationship. Um, that being said, let's say both parent or another is a narcissist, there is abuse going on, um, that is a very difficult thing to to have um, is a friendship. And sometimes it's best to just, I don't want to say not be friends, but be amicable enough to communicate about the child. So basically what I'm saying is if you can be friends, be friends. If that can if that can be the ultimate goal for everyone, that I mean I I should we all should aspire to be that, you know, as parents because hey, you're raising a human that you both love. You both love this little person. So why wouldn't you not want to be friends? But if it's at the detriment of your emotional well-being, your your stability, I would say to pass on that. And, um, you know, I think that if you can't have a friendship, you should always try to be respectful and you should always try to be understanding. Um, you should always be humble um, because ultimately, ultimately, the person that you're doing this for nine times out of 10, it's not for you and it's not for the other parent, but it's actually for the child that's involved. And it took me a long time to, to figure that out, you know, because I've had my share of bad situations, you know, and being a co-parent and I would always like go back to me, 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 how can I get out of this? How can I maneuver out of this whole dynamic? How can I not be in this relationship? You know, how can I make this a business partnership? How can I make this where there's no contact? You know, we read a lot of articles online about no contact. And ultimately I realized that um, 
like I said, in certain circumstances, no contact is best, but whatever needs to be done for the betterment of that child in terms of accessing the therapy, accessing a third party um, that can bring everyone's needs to the forefront um, is the best thing. There really isn't any formula to this. I think as time goes on, we, we all as parents will realize that these relationships get better over time as the kids get older, as you mature as two individual people, you'll find that the way you maneuvered around things before, you don't maneuver them, you know, the same. And, you know, I like to give examples because I probably am talking in circles um, only because there's no one remedy to this, but I will say, you know, as of late, I've done a lot of work on me. Um, in terms of using my relaxation techniques, um, redirecting my spirit and my energy towards other things that make me feel good so that if this person does something or says something, it is not a direct impact on my ego. You know, I, I look at them as, you know, this is who they are. This is how they've ch chosen to respond. And it's not my responsibility to fix them. And it's not my responsibility to take on that energy. And so in doing that, I found that I've created a lot of peace for myself. Um, there are times where I'm pulling my hair out, but there are also times where more so now I stop pulling my hair out. You know, you have, you have to make a choice. And my choice is to do what's in the best interest of my child. And this doesn't work for everybody. You know, some women like to have an all-out dog fight in a separation or in co-parenting experiences. Everybody's different. Some people want to just go at it. You know, let's uh, let me argue about this. Let me fight for this. But I found that, you know, humbling myself to the point of sometimes giving in to something that I feel like is not even worth the battle has created the peace that I need. And what, I mean, some people might say, oh, Linda, you're not being a strong woman. You're being passive. You're being, um, you're being complacent, letting this person do what they want. But as you grow and as you start to develop in your own um, self, um, you realize that you fight more with sugar um, than fire. That's my own kind of like analogy and saying for it. And I found that I've won more battles by not thinking about, oh, if I let, if I give in to this, what does that say about me? And more so, how does this create a more peaceful environment for my child and ultimately for me? There have been a lot of times that I truly believe that had I fed into a lot of the circumstances or the situations that I was put in, yeah, we wouldn't be in a good place at all today. We wouldn't have any conversations. My phone number would probably be changed. And I'm being real with you, but I'm sure a lot of people share this. Like, I don't know a lot of co-parents that started off co-parents and it was the peaches and cream in the beginning. Um, And I'm not going to say that it's peaches and cream, you know, ever, you know, I think I'm constantly working on me and constantly working to create a peaceful environment for my child. Again, 
not accepting any abuse, not accepting any verbal abuse, not accepting any physical abuse at all, but meeting in the middle, if you can come to a place where that person at least respects your space, um, respects you um, not, not to violate you verbally, um, it's worth a shot to do the work to see if you know you can come to some kind of amicability on behalf of the child. So I guess I answered uh, the question in multi-layers tonight. There's no right or wrong answer. For those of you that have maybe accomplished a friendship, that's wonderful. Um, but for those of you that can't accomplish a friendship, remember to go at it with patience. Remember to go at it um, with understanding. Um, remember to go at it not ever being disrespectful and trying to always also see two sides of the spectrum. What does this person need? And it, again, this is a lot of work, but do you want to do the work on behalf of your children? When you look into your children's face, do you want them to grow up feeling like the two most important people to me could not problem solve, could not get together to share common ground on behalf of me. And that that was something that was very important to me that I didn't want to give up. Like I said, you know, a lot of people in my shoes might have done things entirely different. Um, but I always tried to take the higher road and I always tried to be uh, patient. I always tried to be understanding. And now I'm looking at both sides of the spectrum. Um, and also not building a wall, but in a way, building a space between you and that person to where you're not affected by their bad behavior. You take in their good behavior, but you're not affected by their bad behavior. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my answer to um, this question. You know, as always promised, I don't like to have long podcasts about topics, 15 minutes, I always promised would be the deal for me. Um, I did get a question today and I think uh, this question was from a mom who basically wanted to know, how do I establish a friendship when the person, um, you know, has a significant other that doesn't want me and the person actually to get along. And I don't know how, how she knows that, but there might be situations where she's already evaluated that this person is more, you know, trying to throw, you know, more salt than sugar in their dynamic. Um, and I would say, don't fight with the girlfriend or the wife or the husband. Um, be patient. Um, be always kind, always come from a high vibration of peace pray about it. Cause I think without prayer in any of these situations, um, we all lose. Um, and again, try to understand where they're coming from. They're the new person in that dynamic. They're trying to figure out their, their space where they fit in, um, and keep doing what you're doing. The same type of tools that you're using, for your ex-spouse or your ex-child's um, father or your ex-child's mother are the same type of tools you need to engage the significant other. Kindness, patience, understanding, um, looking at things from both sides, 
not taking everything in personally, unless it has something to do personally with the child, where they're harming the child or being abusive to the child. I think initially everyone is trying to find their footing in relationships, trying to make sure, you know, you guys are not going to rekindle, trying to make sure that you're also going to respect them just like they want you to respect, um, just like you want them to respect you. So I would say to be patient, um, don't make assumptions, find out all the information before you react. Um, and don't let what you assume change what you should be doing rightfully. And that's always coming at people with kindness. Um, and we can speak on the back end of that as well. Um, if you want, you know, further elaboration. Again, I come, I answer questions based on my experiences. So I'm never going to give you anything that I didn't, that I didn't do for myself. Um, I worked hard on creating peace, uh, uh, for myself and all the parties involved in my daughter's life. And I'm not going to say that I'm uh, best friends with um, my child's father's significant other, but there's really no disrespect going on. And that's that's the goal. That's really the goal. And, you know, my daughter's happy. And so that's it. And so thank you for listening. Um, I hope you heard me clearly. I hope you guys um, go in peace. I hope you have a great end of January. We the next time I uh, uh, the next time I record another episode is going to be February, guys. It's the second month of the year already. Get on your goals. Get on your grind. Take care of your family. Love yourself and create the peace that you need. Good night, y'all.